Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Jeremiah 48, verses 8 through 13. Yesterday we talked about this small remnant of the people of Judah that are still in Judah. Most people have been either killed by the Babylonians that have taken out Jerusalem, torn down its walls, or they've been drug off into captivity, or they've fled the area into other countries. But there's this small remnant of people of Judah who are still in the area, and they're intending to flee to Egypt. That's because they're afraid of Nebuchadnezzar because of the death of Gedaliah. You can hear about that in yesterday's podcast. And they're trying to find out from Jeremiah if this is what the Lord wants. They've already kind of made the decision that that's what they're going to do, but they're smart enough to know that they should consult the Lord. So they asked Jeremiah to pray. Jeremiah's prayer comes back as not what they wanted to hear. And even though they said, we'll obey the Lord no matter what he says, when he ends up saying what they don't want to hear, they decide not to obey the Lord and they go to Egypt anyway. And I don't know, I assume that you've had the same experience that I have in life, which is sometimes We want to do something other than what the Lord commands us to do, other than what is clearly laid out in Scripture. And there have been times when I've gone directly against the will of the Lord, and that never goes well. And that's what we're going to see with the people of Judah yet again today in this text. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and to Panis. To Panis, I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but it's a city in Egypt. So remember, they're fleeing from Judah, from Jerusalem to Egypt, even though the Lord told them not to do that. The Lord told them to stay in Judah, but they're disobeying the Lord. They're fleeing in Egypt. So Tapanis is a city that's right on the eastern edge of Egypt, right as they're crossing the border. And so the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. By the way, Jeremiah and his scribe Baruch are with this group of people that are going into Egypt. And uh, most people think that Jeremiah and Baruch were taken against their will with these people because Jeremiah, of course, wants to obey the Lord. But here he is going with the people of Judah into Egypt disobediently. And so this must be against his will. So the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah in Tapanis. Take in your hands large stones, hide them in the mortar, in the pavement that is at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace in Tapanis, in the sight of the men of Judah, and say to them, Thus says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I will set his throne above these stones that I have hidden, and he will spread his royal canopy over them. We've talked about this before, but in this text, it's incredible that the Lord refers to the king of Babylon, who is an ungodly king of an ungodly people. He refers to him as my servant. And of course, this my servant doesn't mean that he is willfully serving me. He's wanting to do my will. He is submitted to me as his one true God. What this means is that the king of Babylon is my instrument. And this king of Babylon right now is God's instrument to punish his people for their sin and for their idolatry. And he says, I'm going to put this king, the Babylonian king, over, I'm going to put him on a throne above these stones. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar is going to come into Egypt. He shall, verse 11, come and strike the land of Egypt, giving over to the pestilence, those who are doomed to pestilence, to captivity, those who are doomed to captivity, and to the sword, those who are doomed to the sword. I shall kindle a fire in the temples of the gods of Egypt, and he shall burn them and carry them away captive. 
and he shall clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd cleans his cloak of vermin. This is like a shepherd with bugs like fleas or lice or something that are on his cloak from hurting these sheep. And this shepherd is just grabbing these little bugs, squishing them between his fingers and kind of flicking them off onto the ground. That's the image here that this King Nebuchadnezzar is going to clean the land of Egypt. The Babylonians are going to clean the land of Egypt like a shepherd cleans his cloak of vermin very easily, effortlessly, and it's going to be completely destructive. And he shall go away from there in peace, meaning um, he's going to be just fine. It's not like he's going to be beat. He's not going to be turned back. He's going to pound them, and he's going to go back, back to Babylon just fine, unscathed. He shall break the obelisks of Heliopolis, which is in the land of Egypt, and the temples of the gods of Egypt he shall burn with fire. So what Jeremiah's object lesson here with these stones that he's going to bury under the palace of Pharaoh in Egypt, this object lesson is meant to communicate to the people of Judah, hey guys, you thought you were smarter than me. You thought that you could had a better plan than I did. I told you not to go to Egypt, but you thought it was smarter to go to Egypt. The reason that you were going to Egypt is to flee from the Babylonians, to flee from Nebuchadnezzar. And you thought that you were going to be able to be safe there and be protected from Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. But the Lord's saying through Jeremiah, that ain't going to happen because Nebuchadnezzar is going to come to Egypt and he's going to clean house. And there's no escape in this guy. Why? Because he's my servant. In other words, he's my instrument, and he is going to accomplish all that I have intended for him to accomplish, i.e. punish the people of Judah for their sin. Even these people, this small remnant of Judah, who have just most recently sinned by directly obeying the Lord's command. And then he says something kind of stark that makes you shudder here, that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come to Egypt, and he's going to give over to the pestilence, those who are doomed to pestilence. And to captivity, those who are doomed to captivity and the sword, those who are doomed to the sword. There are people who are destined to be punished by God in this text for their sin of idolatry. And they're not going to escape that punishment by running to Egypt where they perceive it to be safe. Because it's not safe, because God's plan will not be thwarted, his justice will be carried out. And this is staggering to consider. On one hand, it's fearsome. On another hand, it's awesome that God is sovereign over kings, over nations. His justice will be carried out. And when we read this and when we let it soak in, if you're like me, a thankfulness, a gratitude, a deep appreciation for the gospel wells up from way down inside me. Because I don't want to be punished by God like this. I'd rather be forgiven by God. I'd rather be welcomed into his family. I'd rather be treated like a son than an insolent outcast. These are terms he's used to describe the people of Judah at this time. And that's exactly what I am through faith in Christ. Because Christ came and obeyed when I couldn't. He lived a perfect life. He died a sinless death. He rose again after being crucified, paying the punishment for sin in my place. And through faith in him, I stand holy and blameless and perfect and righteous and confident before God who will use a pagan king to clean out a land as a shepherd cleans his cloak of vermin for the sake of his name. Lord, thanks for the gospel. Help us to put our hope in Christ and point others to the same. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.